0: What's good, everybody? And welcome back to Melanie at the Roundtable. I'm your host, Shalise. Welcome, take a seat. And for this episode, it's gonna be a bit different from, than from the episodes that we've been doing uh, before in the past. For those episodes, we've been just doing a straight run through with conversations uh, with our guests based off of ideas and topics that come off the top of our head or maybe things that we uh, have always wanted to talk about with other black people. Um, But for this episode, it's actually going to be the start of a multi-part series in which we are going to be talking about the solidarity between, well, sorry, the lack of solidarity between Africans, African-Americans, and Caribbeans. And what better way to end Black History Month with the first episode? Now, what we're going to be doing with this series, for this episode at least, we're going to have a fellow Caribbean talking uh, with us based on the topic. A bit more general, we're not going to go into uh, dig deep into the specifics of the argument between those three groups. Um, but later in the future, for the second part of this series, we're going to be having a few Africans um, as our guests people from Ghana, people from South Africa, and the works. And afterwards, we're going to have people who are African American who identify as African Americans. Um, And hopefully one day in the future, we're going to be able to have all those people come together and we can have a full conversation about, again, the lack of togetherness when it comes to this topic. Now, for this episode, uh, the guest that we are going to have, our fellow Caribbean, we're going to have Kanice.
1: Hi, Hi. Um, my name is Kanice. I am 18. I'm a college freshman. Um, Right now I'm studying mechanical engineering. That's all. That's it. That's it right there. That's all there
0: is to me. <laughs> now to start off the conversation with Kenise, I had asked her, I guess you can call a tough question. Uh, and now that I'm thinking about it, I guess looking back, there really is no right or wrong answer, I guess. Because everybody in the in all three groups are going to have like different opinions and different perspectives and whatnot. But we did ask as our first question, should Africans go ahead and say the N word?
1: I mean, I guess my kind of like overarching opinion is that no one should say the word. I think that a word that's rooted in so much like hatred and just, I don't know, like there's just such bad connotation behind the word. And I think that in keeping it alive, it just like gives the appearance that like you know we're kind of brushing off this big thing oh slavery just a little you know this like little thing that we don't care about um but no i think that in using the word it kind of like i don't know gives the impression that you know we don't really care about slavery um and that everything that happened to our ancestors and everything that's happening to us still um to the people that came before us to the people that are coming after us it's like it doesn't really matter we're just going to keep using this word because we like it and i think that they're the, vo- <laughs> the english vocabulary is kind of big guys um <laughs> there are so many other words that we could use um and i think that we do use sometimes i don't, and i also i don't know and there's that part of my mind that says like oh i don't use that word personally so i don't think that other people should use it either just because of not because i don't like the word just because i i don't think that it's necessary anymore and i think that it i don't know produces more hate than love um but also there's a part of me that says like i like it i like the the idea that we're taking a word back that was used badly towards us and we're you know showing people that we don't care how they used to use it but this is how we're going to use it so i think in that case people should use it however they want but it's also just like i don't know there is still that negative competition behind it and if it was a word that we created for ourselves then it'd be something different but because it was created not by us but to be used against us i think it's super super um messy <laughs> can you use
0: the word right uh messy messy it would it is what it really is um a lot of people can go ahead and argue i guess that Africans, they don't go, I guess, through the same type of experience that African-Americans do, or at least back in the day. They didn't go through slavery by the white man. They didn't go through segregation. They didn't go through the Jim Crow laws uh, during that time because they were still in Africa at that time. So, since the N-word originated from that era and they weren't present in America during that era, then why do they, why should they have a claim why should they have a say? Why should they go ahead and say the, um, the N-word? But I remember hearing, uh, again, it was a TikTok. Uh, that's something about me that you'll know. Every A lot of the things I do get from TikTok, I guess. Not, not everything. I do read, guys. Um, but there's this one African, he was saying that, I guess, nowadays, you can go ahead, you see that, at least he was saying, He, Him as an African, he goes through a lot of the same things that African Americans go through. And a large portion of that reasoning is due to, if a white person looks at a black person, the first thing that they're going to think of is not, oh, that person is from Guyana. No, they're not going to. I feel like the, the white people, white people, they can't, not even white people, basically anybody else other than a black person, I'd say, Uh, can differentiate between an African, and African-American, and an actual Caribbean. But even then so, at the end of the day, we're all from Africa, and Kenice puts it well here.
1: We all originated there. So low-key, we're all Africans, but I think that the further... I could say that about everybody, but I'm still brown. (laughs) We all, you know, it is the motherland, but it's also just like, I'm still brown. My mom's brown. If I have kids, they'll be brown (laughs) and that white person will never their kids will never be brown (laughs) unless they make it with another brown person.
0: But I guess with all this talk about solidarity, I think one thing we can all agree on when it comes to the black community and all three groups that fall under that category, the Africans, the African-Americans and the Caribbeans, is that if you're not black, you can't say it forget like the whole argument about if this group should say it or if this group should say it within the black community, if they got melanin in them. If you don't have melanin in you, (laughs) you can't say it. And then I guess you can go ahead and start another argument on top of that, uh, asking, well, to what extent, you know, like, let's say there's somebody who their mom is white, their dad is black. Yikes. Anyways. Their mom is white. They're 50% black and they're 50% white. Can they say the N word? A lot of people would say, oh, I mean, yeah, they can, I guess. Okay. Uh, what if they are very, very, very light skinned, uh, bone straight hair almost. Okay. Um, not that much of like Afrocentric features or anything like that. If you don't look the part, even though you have 50%, 50% of the blood in you, can you go ahead and say it? can you do it if you're like 25% black and whoever the black parent was, their genes were mad strong and you looked the part, can you go ahead and say it? And I guess for me personally my perspective on it, I would say if you look black and you have black in you, then you can say it. Um, If you don't because I do know I have seen people who Let's say they are 50% black, 50% white, and they look like they're 100% white. Or they look like they're white and mixed with like Hispanic or something like that. Or mixed with something else that that just doesn't look black. I feel like I don't think that you can say it. And a part of that, for me at least, comes from the fact that if I see you, if I look at you, I see what you look like. And I hear you say it. What kind of reaction is my body is my mind gonna have towards that i don't think i'd be comfortable if if for somebody saying the n-word if you don't necessarily i guess look the part and then i guess from that it can stem off to um well what is looking the part what about people with vitiligo i mean yes they have the features and everything but they don't look black as far as um skin color like it's again very messy i would say and we do joke a little bit when it comes to people who are fifty percent black and fifty percent white, especially during the month of February. Can will explain it.
1: Can you? You can use it fifty percent of the time. <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah. People, I just want to let everybody know out there: if you're half black,
0: it's over for you. It's been over for you. And mom.
1: that's what I, white moms for. Okay, for those of you who are black and white. If you're still celebrating February on this 26th of February, basically what she's saying is that if you are 50%
0: white and 50% black, your time to celebrate Black History Month ended on February 14th, 2022. Okay? And if, unfortunately, you have a white mom and a black dad, then it's half that. So your celebrations ceased. On February 7th and we all know why (laughs) we will get to that in a later episode probably but it has to do with the white mom and the black dad again we'll get to that but anyways back to the conversation of Africans versus Caribbean's versus African Americans I feel like the argument is mostly between the Africans and the African Americans and personally in my experience I have seen Africans call out African Americans and tell them that oh you have no culture because you know when you see the typical uh nigerian i that's just an example just an example um they have traditional clothing they have traditional food they have traditional dances traditional chants all those different kinds of things and then i guess they look towards african americans and they see that they don't have that and they're like oh yeah you have no culture and on the other hand You have the African Americans bashing Africans and going based off of misinformation and miscommunication and the stereotypes of Africa and the continent as a whole. I've definitely in my life, especially in middle school, I'd say, heard African Americans talk to Africans saying things like "Um, they have no water, they have no food, they're in poverty and stuff like that. Obviously in media, Africa is not portrayed like the country it is. It's definitely changed now. I've definitely seen um, progress, a very big jump in progress. Um, Now on the internet, I see how beautiful um, these different countries are. And I'm like, why wasn't I shown that as a kid? And African-Americans, I guess they saw that when they were younger as well. They thought that that was uh, what an African came from, I guess, where an African came from as far as their country, and they decided to go ahead and bash them on top of it so i guess that's where the animosity lies i guess like the basic layer of it there are definitely other layers um on top of it but this is what kenise goes ahead and says
1: i as a person who's gone to public school and pretty much been surrounded by all kinds of black people my whole life it's kind of like um like i see african-americans calling Um, Africans like the African booty scratcher and being like you have no internet where you stay or your ancestors didn't have water and so like that. And then I see the other way around where people, like you said, are Africans are saying that African-Americans have no culture and they're just like ghetto and, you know, and I even see it from Caribbeans to African-Americans too because I know from my perspective, I have people in my life, not to name any names, um, but that say that you know they kind of encourage that stereotype that african americans are ghetto and they're loud and they have no class and stuff like that and i think that honestly to you know just like overall say i think that it's i think it's a insecurity i think it's insecurity that has stemmed from people hating us for so long and it's like other races have hated on black people in general for so long and that now it's like we wanna put that hate elsewhere. And it's like, you know, that, the idea that like, how do I say it? That idea that like, if somebody hates on you for long enough, you're gonna go and hate on someone else. So it's like, they, white people have hated, not even just white people, other races have hated on us for so long. So it's now it's like, it's just caused like division between us, cause it's like, we're gonna hate on you for whatever reason you, we can. And right now the reason is that you're not a real African. Because you're from america and then there's other people who are like uh well do y'all even have water
0: kenise also brings on a different look or a different take on i guess who can go ahead and say the n-word by talking about a specific guy that she was talking uh with and i guess the altercation that she had with him and his perspective on the idea as well
1: for everybody who doesn't know, the Caribbean, and for the white people, the Caribbean, um, <laughs> is its own thing, and he tried to make the point that he was more, you know, black than I was, and I was like, okay, I have a friend who's from Egypt. Is she more black than I am? <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. He, he brought the argument that um, he should be able to say the N-word whenever he wants, and that he should be able to celebrate Black History Month and stuff like that, and I'm like, um, listen, you little African, um, I just, I don't know. I feel like, if you carry yourself in a way that you are proud to be black, not just because you can say the N-word, but for other reasons, then do whatever you want. But the, he he's, he doesn't carry himself in that way. I don't see that he carries himself in a way um, that he is proud to be black for other reasons besides being able to say the N-word. So it's just like, yeah, you want the benefit. Like, there's like a sound, a video that I saw actually, that I saw it on TikTok. And it's like everyone wants to be an n-word, but nobody wants to be an n-word. So it's like everybody wants to enjoy the benefits, um, the, you know, the fear that comes with looking ghetto or looking tough and, you know, black. People want to enjoy our culture, our style, our fashion, our swag, um, but nobody wants to, you know, the repercussions. Nobody wants to suffer those. Nobody wants to be called uh, the way that we were called. Nobody wants to be attacked the way that we're attacked. Nobody wants to be, um, you know, like profiled the way that we're profiled. They deny
0: that the
1: exactly. They they invalidate it. They don't think it happens. But it's like if you were black for a day, you'd be crying by the end of it.
0: And I think that's something that a lot of people who are not black, who want to say the n word, fail to realize. You want to go ahead and say the word. Whenever somebody, I guess, sings it in a song or whatnot, and you want to go ahead and lip sync to it too, and your argument is, oh, well, they're singing. It's in a song. Like, why can't I sing it? Why can't I sing it? Oh, you're saying it too. Why can't I say it or anything like that? Why would you want to say it in the first place? Give me your reasoning. Give me, give me your reasoning to that why what's so important what's so specific about that word because i guarantee you it is so easy to omit one word from your everyday vocabulary just one that wasn't even there in the first place to be honest so what is it what's 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 the 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 desire uh, behind saying this word and kenisa also brings up um that you want to go ahead and say it but you don't want to be what's associated with it. We all established that if you are black, you can say the N word. If you are not black, you cannot go ahead and say the N word. People who want to go ahead and say the N word who are not black—would you go ahead and put yourselves in the shoes of a black person? Would you go ahead and uh, put your shoes in the uh, put your feet in the shoes of a black man? I I'd say, go out in the street with a hoodie. Would you come back home safe and sound with your parents and your siblings and your grandma, grandpa, and auntie and uncle? Would you be discriminated in the workplace because of your skin color? Would you want that? They want to do all the good things that are associated with blackness. When it comes to, I guess you can open up the conversation too, when it comes to to hair, I guess, hairstyles. When it comes to saying the N-word, I guess. When it comes to the trends that black men and women create on the internet and in the media. instagram and tiktok and all of that they want to go ahead and partake in that and whatever but then when it's actually time to be black they don't want to step up they don't want to go ahead and do it why is that answer but anyways back to the topic at hand
1: i don't know i think that it's hard to you know grow up in this country and already have so many like biases put against you for just being black and then you're like and then you're like, you, you're like, okay, well, at least I have a, a black community to turn around and lean on. And then you turn around and everybody has their back turned on you and their arms crossed like, what you want? <laughs> They're all looking at you like, what do you want from us? And I don't know, It's it's just like, it's like you go out in your day and you have a hard day and then you come back home. And you're like, oh, at least I have a home to come to. And then you go to that home and it's broken. <laughs> so it's like, it's just, it's just a, I think it's a, I don't know, messed up situation. I think, like I said before, I think it does stem from insecurity and us just being like, people being turned away from us for so long, so now we're just turning on each other.
0: And in my opinion, I feel like it's really sad to see it because you see this hatred between these groups, mainly Africans and African-Americans, but, you know, Caribbeans get roped into it too. And for me, at least, I feel like it's hard to make friends with other black people i guess like that's per se in college um i'm gonna let you all in on a little secret i have not made one black friend and it doesn't make s- i mean it kind of makes sense i do go to a pwy but i stay long enough for the negroes to come out <laughs> like, i see them and everything and it's either they already have their friend group already uh, established or they just don't want me around or something like that and i do like to say that other black people that can tell if you're african or african-american or, or maybe even caribbean like it's in your mannerisms um i think uh how you carry yourself also maybe like how you speak as well um and it also stems into maybe like colorism like the color of your skin like a lot of people do think that um I guess if you're African then you're usually darker skinned and if you're not, if you're African American then you're usually la- lighter skinned or something like that due to some kind of lineage in your history as an African American, I don't know. But again, when it, I just want to have a black friend group. Sometimes um, I look to myself and I'm like, why the heck did you go to PWI when there are so many HBCs that you could have attended? That you could have applied to in the first place and not worried about what other people thought, so that you wouldn't have to deal with this kind of dilemma. But I guess it's also an insecurity that I have, that I do admit that I do need to work on. I'm over here thinking that, you know, if there's this problem, if there's this argument between these groups, then why would they want to go ahead and associate themselves with me? I feel like they will only do so if I'm part of their uh, background, if I'm part, if like I share the same ethnicity as them like i've seen it um in my school as well and actually on the internet too uh there's this club on instagram at my school um it's called the minority association for pre-health students i am a pre-health student so you know you would think hey she's gonna go to meetings she's gonna try to be part of the e-board and everything and whatnot uh, no, not really. Number one, it's because I commute and it's really, really hard to make it to a 9.45 meeting. Um, not to bash y'all or anything, it's just that I have a curfew. Um, but, uh, I do see in, I guess, the club mostly that it's mostly, uh, Africans. Mostly people who are from, like, from the motherland, from, like, who are not part of, like, that diaspora um and i'm over here thinking like uh do i really fit do they like me do they want me there and i know that it's stupid to think you know especially like at a club at school of course they're going to um want to include me as well i'm black come on now i like my my blackness is not invalidated or anything like that um i shouldn't think that it is but i do and It's because of, again, that argument, that animosity that our groups have between us and that we can't just come together and join together and just fight against the real problems in life, which are discrimination and racism. But I digress. Sometimes I don't even see fellow Caribbeans. And my I don't want to say only Haitians, but you know what? Canese puts it well. Let's hear it out
1: low-key. Like, I don't find Caribbeans that are black very often. I mean, there is, like, you know, Jamaica and stuff like that. But, like, low-key, there are Afro-Latinas and stuff like that. But I feel like there is this ongoing beef between Haitians and Jamaicans. So, it's, like, you can have a really, like, fully connect with them. And the Afro-Latinas. Yeah, Haitians and Dominicans, like, you know, I, I know black. I Dominican. <laughs> and it's, like, ooh, you should probably read your culture and stuff like that. So, it's, like, I don't know. I feel I, I feel... Sometimes I feel so wishy-washy and I'm like, I don't know where I stand. I don't, I feel so out of place sometimes. So I definitely relate to that, um, to like not feeling like you belong anywhere, but I don't know. I think it's like, I think that a lot of these things that we feel it's kind of like our job to make sure that the generation that comes after us doesn't feel like that.
0: And it's important to see why it's so significant to just squash this, not it's not going to happen in like a day or anything like that but to again have these conversations and to understand uh other people's perspectives and the root behind the problem because if i do decide to bring a child into this world there is no way that i'm going to let them have the same type of insecurities that i'm having today and it sucks but you know that's reality and um if we go ahead and squash this problem right here And now, then our children won't have to go ahead and uh, grow up with this animosity that I guess is passed down from generation to generation. And I'm honestly really, really lucky because I have definitely heard and seen people in my family, I guess, like people in my surroundings, people in my environment who talk about Africans and even African-Americans in a bad light. Like, for instance, um, as far as Africans go, my parents would always, you know, use that same stereotype as far as them being dirty, um, with them not being as well off as people in the Americas or, like, in the UK are and stuff like that. And I'm like, why would you go ahead and think that about somebody when you don't even know it? Like, you're really, again, feeding off of that misinformation that I was talking about before. And as far as African Americans go, go um, I would say... Maybe in like the 80s and the 90s there were certain trends um, that, again, were not harmful at all. But I guess now, like my parents, they're very religious, very conservative, and so when they would go ahead and see, like I don't know, maybe a guy sagging or something like that, was that part of the culture at that time? Yes. If they were to go ahead and see it now, or maybe like even see a video of it um, in uh, the past or something like that, the way they'd give me a lecture—it's ridiculous. Like. And I'm surprised that I turned out this way, and that I want to go ahead and have conversations so that this isn't, so that that mentality that my superiors, that (laughs) that my parents have, um, don't pass down to like uh, the people of the next generations.
1: It doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's the most important thing. Whenever I think of a problem in our generation, I think about how it's going to affect the young people that are coming after us. Because we're young right now, but we're getting up there. You know, I'm... I don't know if I said it before, but I'm 18. You're 19, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, it's... I think... I don't know. Like, I think that we're not in that age g- group that we're having kids yet, but we're going to be there soon. And some of us are already having kids. And it's like, what we're teaching our kids is what they're going to know. And I just... I don't think like I like you said. I don't think it's a big enough, a small enough problem that you could just like throw it away. But I also don't think it's it's low-key not a big enough problem to where you would walk in a room and you would automatically start fighting. But it's still enough of a problem. <laughs> Imagine you just walk in a room with another black person, <laughs> and it's just all right. Well, we're doing this now, and you start popping you, your earrings off. Oh yeah, where are you from? Are you where are you from? What kind of black are you? What, kinda, what flavor are you? <laughs> What brand are you? (laughs) So it's like, I don't know. I think that um I think that it's not small it's not big enough of a problem to start literally like fist fighting, but I also don't think it's small enough of a problem to like just get rid of. I think that it's just enough of a problem for there to be that tension, but not big enough of a problem for someone to do something about the tension. I think that we just live with it and we find our groups and we find our people, but there's still just like not that like community, that sense of community that I wish I would see and I know would be beneficial to us and to the people that are coming after us and to the people that were before us, that were here before us.
0: Now granted, it's a really big responsibility on our shoulders. What, we're like 16, 17, all the way up to, yikes, 20 something? Like, yeah, when we were younger, our parents and like all of our elders were to go ahead and say, yeah, the world is in their hands and everything. But now that I'm older, I'm thinking like, is it really? 'Cause there, are, y'all are still in power. That's what I'm saying. And can we really change much? Like, yes, we can do it for our kids and everything. But then there are going to be those people who, who have kids and they're just implementing like the same ideas and instilling the same ideas and those same types of thoughts into their minds, so that this conversation is just going to be held from gen- like over a course um of generations like you get it it even seeps into like i said before uh colorism too between uh all three groups i guess i feel like the view on colorism is different in all three groups as well as far as i can speak as far as caribbeans go it's a bit strong uh unnervingly strong i would say um all my life I've heard, ayo, it's time to get lighter and everything. And I remember um, it was after, I think I grew from that mentality of like being lighter equates to being beautiful. And so it was like this summer and I was like, oh shit, I got darker and everything. And I, I, ayo, I look good, <laughs> okay? Um, but my friend was like, why would you want that? I'm over here like, why wouldn't I? What's, what's so wrong with being dark? Um, a lot of people in my family, I guess, uh, they definitely push that on me. I would say, uh, when I was younger, I did use a lightening cream. I'm gonna go ahead and say, I was very, very young. I did not know what I was doing, but I just thought that that equated to me being beautiful. That equated to me being lovable. That equated to me being desirable by other people. And uh, now that I'm older, I know that that is not the case. And it doesn't even have to do with, like, just, like, the color of the skin. It has to do with, like, um, other features of my hair as well. I wanted to straighten my hair so many times when I was younger. Um, And I guess in my Caribbean household, it was was encouraged. And I'm like, there shouldn't... It shouldn't be. Like we said in, like, uh, previous episodes, um, as far as the hair episode goes, you shouldn't have to go ahead and change that about yourself to... uh, to look a sort of way to fit in that i guess beauty standard for you to be considered desirable or anything like why would you think that of yourself um in the african community i don't i think that it is prominent as well i can't really say much on it but i have seen in the past people talk about how when they were younger they would use again skin like uh skin uh lightening creams and stuff like that or like they would just go as far as bleaching their skin and stuff like that now that they're older they realize that that is not the way to go and they actually embrace their dark skin beauty you know how many um african models there are in the modeling industry right now who look absolutely beautiful like they they look so good and they're they're, they're dark skin and everything and i just love to see it as far as african americans go <laughs> you know those videos where it's like those guys <laughs> in the mall and they have, like, you know, the, the the videographer, right? And they have, like, their phone as their little microphone. And they go up to random people in the mall uh, that look, I guess, approachable. And they ask, my mm, nice skins are dark skins and stuff like that. And I'm telling you, it's mostly African-Americans. Again, I can tell... I don't want to want to... Hear me out. Hear me out. I don't want to say that I know if you are African-American or African or Caribbean or not. But, you know, I guess for those videos, you can hell also like you can see when you go ahead and do i guess research on them or like figure out who they are and stuff like that you know you figure out that or you see that they're african-american i guess not to say that all of those videos are done by african-americans but the ones that i have seen are um and yeah they go ahead and add that and it's like so weird like why do you have a what is it? Damn, damn English? is that the word i'm pretty sure i'm gonna keep it i'm not cutting that um <laughs> of skin and again how it equates to beauty and it's very very weird um i feel like unfortunately that's something that all three groups have in common we have that kind of problem there is no one group that's better than the other when it comes to that um and Kinese actually has a story about this one girl who um like it actually
1: relates to that idea as well you're right, um, but she is, she's from Sudan and she is, light skin. Like light. She's yellow, like, so it's yes, yellow. like she's like palm colored. Um, <laughs> but I'm a black person, so she's yellow. Um, but I just I don't know, like the colorism is so crazy because she has loose curls too, like most Sudanese girls do. She like, no, she's just she's from Sudan, but she has like very like I mean I would probably say like what three 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 B maybe like even looser than that
0: so yeah it's different and similar in some ways when it comes to the black community and all three groups as a whole but one thing that I, we can all disagree on i guess is that everybody who's listening put your hand up okay put your hand up in front of you if you're black sorry just forgot to say if you're black put your hand up we have look at your palm we have lovable turn your hand to the side that um i guess that ombre <laughs> where uh the surface of your hand meets the palm of your hand we have a lovable and ugly on the back um and i guess unfortunately again that's just something that we can all agree on when it comes to uh, people within the black community and people outside of the black community as well it's definitely to a much bigger extent um outside of the black community but within the black community it's a bit it's literally shades and hues okay the darker you get apparently the ugly you get too and that is most definitely not true but
1: hmm. i'm not dark skin I know that for a fact I'm not dark skin and I wouldn't consider myself light skin either so I'm brown skin so I'm right in the middle but I feel like um, I'm too I'm too dark to be loved (laughs) but I'm too light to to be mad about it (laughs) it's like lovable like lovable Mhm. And then, like, this Yeah, is yeah. <laughs> it's like, I just, I feel like, yeah, I'm just, I'm too I'm too dark to be to be accepted by society and to do everything that I want because I'm afraid that I'm going to come off as too black. Like, whenever they serve, like, fried chicken in my dining hall, I literally look the other way. <laughs> I, don't <let> any, <laughs> I don't let anyone... I don't let anyone... Don't talk about my schoolgirl. I don't let anyone see me look at the chicken. I have to literally put my hand in front of my face because I won't do it. I, I don't want exactly i don't i can't and then i but i'm also just like not dark enough to be mad about it you know what i mean like i don't experience the same things that these like girls who are yeah a lot darker than i am and might i had most of the time a lot more beautiful but i think that yeah i'm just like in that middle ground and i think that a lot of creeping people are just like in that weird middle ground where you're just you're black enough to feel it but you're not black enough to feel like to be able to feel sad about it, yeah. <laughs> to be like, oh well, I hate it, but it's like, oh, you're not even really black, are you? <laughs> and it's like, well, guys, I am. I still get hate crime the same way you do, <laughs> the same way you do. Um, don't worry about that. The white people take care of that just fine. Okay. See <laughs> <be> black. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm saying. Like from <laughs> 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 the the only the only thing I love about being black and um, like with other black people is that we're even if we're caribbean even if we're african-american even if we're african we're still gonna hate crime each other all the same
0: oh, okay. yeah. Call a negro. <laughs> <laughs> calling a negro negro
1: <laughs> <laughs> like I don't, I don't yes care. my sudanese what? friend she calls me a con picker regularly i'll be like ooh, you're light-skinned okay. that feels like a hate crime like a real one
0: <laughs> anyways <laughs> let me just say As far as the whole Negro goes, I have a friend at work every time we see each other, it's always, what's up Negro? Oh, you a house slave? Oh, we do go a bit overboard sometimes, but, and that's not the kind of solidarity that I'm talking about as far as what I want (laughs) between all three groups of the black community. I want us to just genuinely enjoy each other's company and not have to fight each other on trivial things and to not call each other things that the white man used to call us back in the day that doesn't make sense to me in a way the Africans don't understand where the African Americans are coming from the African Americans don't understand where the Africans are coming from like a proper solution would be for all of us to sit down not sit down but like i guess through social media because that's our main way of communication at the moment just see what we need to fix see what we need to work on where this root of animosity came from to begin with because i'm telling you right now the white man loves to see it and it's damaging Like we said before, it's damaging to us right now at the moment. It's damaging to our kids that we will have in the future and the later generations that are to come. We don't want this cycle to go ahead and continue. Like I said before, it's important to have this kind of conversation. Which is why we've decided for this to be a multi-part series. Because we need to have people from other groups put in their two cents so that we can understand where everybody else is coming from and to probably, again, work towards some sort of progress. This was only episode one of the series called The Hate We Give. We thank Kenice for coming on um, to Melanin on the round ta- at the round table, for pulling up a chair and sitting down um, and talking about this uh, with us. We really do um, appreciate it. And for the next few episodes, we will be bringing in a few other guests uh, talking about the same topic, talking about a few other subtopics that stem from this giant umbrella of the hatred uh, that we all spew at each other for literally no reason. Um, We're going to have Africans. We're going to have African-Americans come on as well. And again, like I said before in the beginning, Possibly have an episode where everybody comes together so that we can have just that one giant conversation and see if we can come to some sort of middle ground. But that being said, I would like to thank all of you guys for listening. Again, thank Canice for coming onto the show um, and giving your commentary. Um, and that is it for episode three of Melanin at the Round Table. I do understand that the format was a bit different, uh, this week, but, uh, for this series, it's just going to be like that. My two cents, um, overarching everything else that is going on until we get to that one (laughs) final finale. Um, but other than that, have a lovely week, have a lovely day, afternoon, evening, morning, whatever time it is uh, that you're listening to this, and if you happen to know any black African, um, black Europeans please send them my way. Um, Not for the reason that you think, okay? Don't think like that. Um, But it's important to have, again, other perspectives as well. Again, thank you all for listening, and we will see you again at the roundtable. Bye, guys.